This is the Evolved Marriage Podcast, episode 29. Today we're talking about what's more important to your man than love. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey everyone, welcome. Hey. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for being here. How are you feeling, Eric? I am feeling great. Oh man. Yes. I'm when you said that, I saw your your light just, just your eyes shine. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling focused. I feel excited. But there's also this like sense of calm and peace within me. Nice. Which feels really, really awesome. How are you feeling? I am feeling exhausted, emotionally exhausted. I'm having a hard time um, emotionally regulating at school mm, <laughs> with mm-hmm. my students. Um, my heart's my heart's in the right place, but I just feel very like I wanna. I just want to help them all. I want to hold them all and just start a school year. Things are clunky. I know, and I just, I just like I'm learning. I'm learning how to work with each one of them and all their individual personalities and I love it and hate it all at once. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Emotionally exhausted. You're an amazing teacher. Oh, merci. Change your lives. All right. So today we're talking about respect. And this might be an episode that's going to do the same thing to especially our female listeners because I remember when I first heard this concept, I was like, please, like you're the only one who deserves respect in this relationship mm-hmm. Eric. But um Really, it is dumbfounding once you know this, how much it has an impact on your relationship. So let's get into it. Yeah. So I think around this theory that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So the book you're reading is on Laura Doyle. I've read books around love and respect and how typically for a woman, right? When she says, I want to be loved, she has a very clear idea, right? Typically Mm -hmm. it's feeling based. There's a lot of emotions involved. Yeah. I want to be taken care of. I want to feel safe. I want to feel cherished. And what we're saying here and this, what this episode is about is what a man means when he wants, says he wants to be loved is he wants your respect. Yes. Right. And the utmost important thing in a man's life, right, is that they are respected because it's a reminder that they are good enough as mm-hmm. a provider, as a man, as a husband, as a father. Right. Respect is higher on the priority list for them than love. So this is really the foundation of what we're going to talk about in this episode. So when we're talking about how your man wants to be respected, think about this in the terms of you know, it's kind of their love language, if you will. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of a hack, right? Kind of a cheat code mm-hmm. in terms of how you can show up for your husband. Oh, it's such a cheat code. I love it. Yes, I just love it. And and uh, you know, my feminist heart—I'm not a feminist, but my feminist heart came out. I was like, Psh, respect just for you. Come on, like yeah. we're not saying don't respect the woman. <laughs> Obviously, everyone deserves respect in a relationship, mm-hmm. but you have to be very conscious about respect when it comes to your man, because. Women tend to love men in the way they want to be loved. So we tend to love men by cherishing them, by, you know, wanting to spend time with them. You know, all these things that we feel loved by, we do it for our men thinking, well, I like that. So he should like that. (laughs) Yeah. and, And I think what we really want to say is this is the best way to love your man that is really going to make them feel loved and connected to you, mm-hmm. right? So what what we often find is we see a lot of couples where the wife unknowingly, right, is disrespecting her husband constantly, mm-hmm. right? And, and Kate and I, we've been together 
you know, a long time been together, almost 18 years. And I remember this was one of the pet peeves of mine that we always talk about and yes. we always laugh. But, you know, we would often be around other couples, right? We'd be at this outing, there'd be all these couples around and the husband would start telling a story and through the entire story, the wife would correct every mm-hmm. single thing that was wrong. Right? So he'd say like, oh yeah, it was the store last Tuesday and she'd be like, it was on a Wednesday. And then he would start to bigger with her and say, actually, it was on a Tuesday, I remember. So I went, no, no, remember, because it was Wednesday and you came home late. And he's like, no, I didn't come home late. And, yeah. and, and in the meantime, Eric's sitting there grinding his teeth. Oh, like, like, shut what up. What is going on? I, what is this story about? Like, yeah. you know I don't I mean? even care about your story. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday. Who cares? Like, yeah. But w- what often happens is, as a woman, right, we're all about the feeling, the in the moment, the experience, right? right. I don't say we're, I mean women, I'm not a woman. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, as a man, we're really about get to the point, get to the story, and we want to be respected in these moments. Mm-hmm. And it was one of a big thing in our relationship that I remember telling Kate early on, I was like, you know, we would drive home from these outings, and I was like, please don't ever do that to me. Yeah. And you're like, what? And I was like, oh my God, like, when I'm trying to tell a story, it doesn't matter how far-fetched it is or how crazy it is, just let me tell the story the way yeah. I want to say it. Don't correct me yeah. and say, oh, it's not true or actually you didn't do it this way. Or, And that's something that you do really well. Yeah, right? it's so funny because sometimes we'll be in a social situation and Eric will be telling a story and I'm listening to him talk going like... <laughs> Half the things you're saying are super exaggerated. Super embellished. Not yeah. to say that they're they're not true. They're just embellished or exaggerated, or you added something that made the story sound a little well, I guess embellished more interesting. <laughs> so I just sit there and I listen and I laugh and I smile and I nod and I don't say anything. And sometimes in the car after I'll be like, <laughs> Eric, what about that part of your story? And he's like, I know. Oh my gosh, thanks for not saying anything. But it made it more interesting. I was, I'm like, totally, it did. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, I feel respected by you. Right. Right. When you're laughing at the story and not saying anything, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like you allow me to be me and embellish the story. And so that's just an example, right, of how I feel respected by you and how mm-hmm. great you are showing up. And how easy it is to do it and not realize like, because as a woman, when I'm correcting Eric in his stories, I'm just trying to make him sound real. Like I don't want him to say it was on a Wednesday because it it was on a Tuesday, Eric. And by invalidating Eric like that in front of other people, especially he's like, man, can you not just be on my side? Like, can you not just respect me? Um, something as simple as it actually happened today. Our daughter had to go home because she was not feeling well. And I called Eric after work uh, because I had a missed call from our, our children's school. And I was like, Eric, oh my gosh, like, did you pick up our daughter from school? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what about this? And did you do this? And did they say this? And what about this? And did you... And, and, by doing that, you know, I'm only looking out for my kids. And because I'm a teacher, I know the background, I know the system. But I mean, how did that make you feel? Yeah, not very good. Not very good. At all. And it made me feel like, hey, like I got this. Like I'm an adult and I love these kids and I'll take care of these kids. Exactly. It probably made you feel like, do you not trust that I have my best, my kids' best interests at heart. Do you not trust that I've got this, that I'm their dad and I know what to do in these situations? Maybe I won't do it your way, but they'll be taken care of. They'll be safe, which is what matters in the end, right? I think oftentimes as women, there, there's a lot of pushback on this, right? Of like, mm-hmm. well, he needs to earn my respect or I don't okay. really see there a problem. I don't see there being a problem telling him what I think is right. So I think you really have to be honest with yourself and decide whether or not you want to be correct about everything mm-hmm. or if you want your husband to feel loved and emotionally connected to you. Exactly. So 
you know, I could have easily called Eric tonight and said, hey, did you pick up Elodie from school? He would have said yes. Oh, thank you so much. And that would have had a much different impact on Eric and his feelings than, well, did you do this? And, da, 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 and asking all these questions of, hey, you're not good enough. Please tell me more. I need to figure this out because you can't handle this. Yeah. And I think as men, right, just talking from my perspective, we're so goal oriented. And I think if you raise the bar by saying, hey, this is the man that I respect, right? This is what I expect you to be like. This is how I'm going to respect you. And you don't have to overtly say that, but just constantly saying, you know, again, hey, I'm so glad you picked up Elodie today. I really appreciate that, you know, you're working from home and you're available to do that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing that you've created this life for our family yeah, where you can move around meetings and just run and, and get Elodie when she's sick. I really appreciate you for that. That says right. a lot about how you provide. And what, what you're doing is you're essentially raising the bar for me to say, oh yeah, I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to focus mm-hmm. more on providing for this family. I'm going to fr- focus more on being involved with the kids at school and being all that. As opposed to, you know, when you're training me in a sense, right? Mm-hmm to if you're criticizing me and correcting me all the time and I always feel criticized, well, I'm not really even going to think about how I can step up and do goals. I'm just going to be in defensive mode all the time. All the time. Right? And that might even get to stonewalling where after a while, I'm just not going to defend myself. I'm just going to avoid you altogether because whenever we're together, all you're doing is telling me how to live my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't even have space to think about how I want to achieve goals and, you know, lead you in our connection and and create space to give you the things you want. Mm -hmm. Because I think oftentimes what we don't realize is by respecting your husband, it allows him to step up and be that man you want him to be. Mm-hmm. And instead, what happens is typically we're stuck telling our husband what to do and we're treating him a bit like a child. Right. Right. And I think yeah. a lot of times the excuse is, well, he's acting like a child. And yeah. it's like, well, then switch it up, start respecting him and kind of set the bar high and notice every time he does something amazing so he can continue to reach for that. And I think if more women were able to do that in their marriages, they, as women, would be much more satisfied in the marriage. So as we're moving towards solutions, right? What do we mm-hmm. want to be doing instead? What does this look like in terms of action in our marriage? Um, what we want to give you is four really simple things you can say, right, in order to make sure that in these moments your husband feels more respected. Exactly. Right? And there's super simple sentences. You can literally write them down, have them posted somewhere to remember to use often. Um, and they're so beneficial for your relationship mm-hmm. and they will change their, your husband perceives you immediately. Literally a cheat code. Cheat code. Cheat code for life. Like Cole's notes. So the first thing you want to write down that you're going to say <laughs> is uh Whatever you decide, I trust you. So oftentimes Eric will come to me with a question and he'll say, you know, I'm really thinking of taking on this course. You know, what do you think? I'm, you know, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that. And I'll just cut him off and say, you know what, Eric, whatever you choose to do, I trust you. Whatever you decide, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And that gives him the sense of, wow, like she really believes in me. She really thinks that. I'm going to make the right decision for us. So that's very respectful as a wife to say that to your husband. Yeah, and not just that, I think it really adds the onus on me as well, right? right? That it becomes this thing of, because I think for you, it probably takes a lot of pressure off you where you're just like, hey, cool, this is like, you got this, you make the choice. I don't have to control the situation. I don't have to come up with all the positives and negatives and what about this and what about that and what have you thought about this and have you thought about, forget it. 
because that takes up bandwidth, mm-hmm. right? So it's so by you saying whatever you decide, I trust you. Not only does it take a lot of the pressure off you, but it also just allows me to say, ah, like I do got this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna crush this. Like yeah. thanks, Kate. I really appreciate you trusting in me. Yeah, because that's super important to me, right? That my spouse, a person that I love, trusts me, right, and wants me to succeed. Exactly. So that's the number one thing. Whatever you decide, I trust you. And you can word this however you want, but it's this idea of you got this, mm-hmm. so go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the second thing you want to say to your husband is, I'm so sorry for being disrespectful. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for being disrespectful. And so as soon as you catch it, and sometimes it happens immediately, sometimes it takes a couple of days, but as soon as you realize that you've done something that's been disrespectful, or if your husband brings it up, apologize for it. Take ownership. We really have to get away from this idea that somehow by you being disrespectful, that you're a bad human being. I'm not. I'm right? allowed to make mistakes. It happens. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of it too is sometimes you don't even mean to disrespect me, but if I perceive it as disrespectful, right? If I'm like, oh, I didn't really feel respectful. Like that, I feel kind of crappy now that you're questioning me and you're questioning my integrity. Mm-hmm. Just that simple phrase is going to alleviate a lot of the pressure a lot of the long-term resentment that can build, right. right? These things that we kind of bury. You can literally just do a quick fix. Hey, I'm sorry. What I just said there, that was really disrespectful. I'm sorry about that. And you'd be surprised about how easy it just kind of resets. Exactly. I'll, just, I'll just get back in the moment, right? It happened today when you called me a little bit later and you said that. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah, no, thanks for calling back. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of moved on. And like anything else, right? It's a skill that you're growing. So just create awareness around it, try to be open about it and own up to it because it's going to happen. So I'm sorry for being disrespectful. Right. Um, The third thing you want to say is I hear you. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying this, it's because you're not adding to a conversation. You're not giving your opinion. You're trying to really give space for your spouse to open up and talk. So if Eric comes home and he's talking about a situation that didn't uh, that didn't go well for him, um, instead of saying, well, did you try this? And oh, that's too bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that guy is a jerk. And that must be so like hard for you to think about these. Don't say anything of that. All you need to say is I hear you. Yeah. And I think it's it's really great to say that because it doesn't mean that you agree or disagree with anything. Mm -hmm. And in our marriage, right, I sometimes come up with really crazy ideas, right? I'm like, oh my God, like, see the new Teslas? They're awesome. I want to buy a Tesla. You know, that's what I'm thinking about. It looks so great. And for you to to be like, "Uh, why do you want to buy a Tesla? What's going on, right? Really, this is just an idea that came up that's Mm going to go away in a few minutes, right? (laughs) And and, and by you saying like, huh, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I I hear you. And that's cool. You just move on, right? Or I can keep talking about it. And it creates a space where it doesn't mean I agree or disagree to any of this, right? If you want to have a conversation about buying a Tesla, we can have one. But mm-hmm. you didn't say that in the moment. This could just be an idea that just pops into my head that I'm just putting out into the world. Sometimes I'm like kind of just talking in your general direction even, right? I'm just right. saying things. And you just affirming that you hear me is so special to me. Right. It right? creates a space where you feel at peace with dreaming. And, and, and it kind of creates this really safe space. Yeah. So the third one is, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Right. Now the last one is, 
don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and what we really, we really don't want to create uh, a relationship where your opinion is not valued <laughs> or, you know, you're just sitting there not saying anything. I mean, if there's issues in your marriage, you want to bring that up. You want to talk about of them. Of course. When I think when we say don't say anything, what's happening is we want to move away from directing and correcting constantly, mm-hmm. right? Constantly telling our spouse what to do, how to do things better, how to do it the right way, how to fix things, how to do more efficiently, right? We just spend our time as human beings doing this in general. But I think if you like things done your way and you like things done correctly, you're often telling your spouse what to do. Exactly. You know, if your strength is making dinner and your spouse is in the kitchen making dinner, don't direct him, correct him. Don't tell him what spatula to use. Don't tell him what pot and pan to use. Don't say anything. Everyone will survive. It's just so important that you give him the benefit of the doubt and allow him to make mistakes and learn from them by himself. Mm-hmm. He will never learn to grow up. <laughs> and that, really, that's what it is. He'll never learn to do things on his own if you don't allow him to make those mistakes and try things for himself and empower him to believe that he can do these things. And he doesn't need you to be there behind him saying, yes, yes, you're doing it right. No, not like this. Left, right, up, down. Like, no, it's not necessary. Just don't say anything. And if you can't say anything and be in the same room, remove yourself. Go away. Don't say anything. Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand that psychologically what typically happens in those moments, right, at least for me, but I think for men in general, is we're constantly being questioned, corrected, criticized, whatever. It really hits home of, well, I guess I'm not doing this correctly, right? And because we want to do things correctly, it's really important for us to continue to step up the bar and hit our goals. I think what it typically happens long-term is we stop trying things. I do think that oftentimes, you know, these, this disrespect and this criticism in a relationship can often lead to husbands just being detached and not leading and not having courage and not stepping up, mm-hmm. right? And so what we're really talking about here is using respect to create a space where your husband can really step up and hit those bars, exactly. right? And really show up as this amazing version of himself. And I think in order to do that, he really wants you to think that he has it in him, right? right? So in this case, I want you, Kate, to believe but I have it in me to be this amazing man because sometimes if I'm in a marriage where I'm constantly being criticized, I actually don't believe that for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's very scary for me to say. Yeah. Right. So trust in your husband. Let him take the lead in things. Let go of some of that control, you know, and allow him to really take his place in the marriage because that is the way that he will feel respected. Yeah. I love that. So big message for uh, you all, right? Even as the man, right? Talk about what it's like to be respected, right? Mm -hmm. Try to get clear on that. You can work through these exercises and really create awareness around it. Um, But really use these four sentences, right? Whatever you decide, I trust you. Sorry for disrespecting you. I hear you. Or really just choose to say nothing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Try to use these in your marriage and bring these up front so you can really start changing the game when it comes to your emotional connection Mm -hmm. instead of deciding who's right and who's wrong all the time. Exactly. Right? So that's it for us today. Uh, As we wrap up, uh, again, always appreciate if you subscribe, like, and share this episode. Uh, Rate it if you're on Apple Podcasts. For everything we do, check us out at EvolveMarriage.com. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate you guys. Bye. Bye.